بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين All praise and thanks belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and may the peace and blessing of Allah be upon his servant and final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam As to what follows my dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh uh, today's lecture is titled Stability During a Calamity. Inshallah Ta'ala, in a few minutes, I wanted to share with you how does a believer remain stable when he is going through a calamity? And what we mean by stability is stability in his Iman and faith. How does a person maintain Iman during a calamity? And of course, you all know each and every single one of us goes through calamities. Sometimes the calamities are manageable, they are simple, they are easy, and sometimes they are huge calamities, really big. And if a person is not paying attention, it can actually shake his faith and his iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is very dangerous. So listen to me in a few minutes, inshallah ta'ala, and we'll explain some of the means and the ways in how to remain stable upon your Iman and your faith in Allah Azza wa Jal during these calamities. My brothers and sisters in Islam, first and foremost, any calamity you go through, whether it's related to your health or your wealth or the passing of a loved one or the sickness of a loved one, of a child of yours, a spouse, your parents, whatever this calamity may be, the first and foremost thing you must remember and recall are the stories of the prophets, especially the story of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. You need to sit down, calm down and relax, and ponder over the stories of the prophets, especially our messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. These were the best creation of Allah, the most beloved creation to Allah azza wa jal, and they were severely, severely tested. Think of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He was born an orphan and there are levels of being an orphan he was born with the most severe and intense type of orphan and that is to be born and your father has died and you're still in the womb of your mother right this is the, the most severe and intense form of orphan then his mother dies when he was at the age of six then his grandfather dies at the age of eight then years later, Abu Talib, his uncle, died and his wife, his first wife, Khadija radiallahu anha, died. Two individuals, important people in his life died and the entire year was known as Ayam al-Huzn, the year of sorrow and sadness. Think of all this when you're going through a calamity. Think of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the difficulty and the calamity he went through. When he went to At-Ta'if and the people rejected his da'wah and stoned him as he was walking out. When he went to Al-Madinah and he established a da'wah. And when he engaged in the battles against the disbelievers, right? Uh, in the battle of, of, of Badr, in the battle of Uhud. And his uncle is killed and, and martyred. Hamza radiallahu anhu and 70 of the companions are martyred. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is injured, Right? All of these calamities and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam goes through during his life. And not once, not once in his life, he turned around 
and looked at the heavens and spoke to Allah and said to him, Oh Allah, I am the most beloved creation of yours. Why are you doing this to me? Not once he did this. And these are extreme tests that came down upon him. Every moment in his life, there was a calamity that he would experience and he would see. And not once, not once, he turns to Allah in a dua and says, Oh Allah, enough. Why? Aren't I your most beloved creation? Am I not the best of mankind to walk the earth? Why are you doing this to me? And add to this, his children, all of them die during his life. He buries them all, except Fatima radiallahu anha. She died six months after him. Can you imagine this? Al-Qasim, wa Abdullah, wa Zainab, wa Ruqayyah, wa Umm Kulthum, and his son Ibrahim. He buries them all with his own hands. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And not once he would turn to Allah Azza wa Jal in disappointment and saying, Oh Allah, you have failed me. Oh Allah, why are you doing this to me? He never ever did this. Allahu Akbar. Lenin Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam understood the closer you are to Allah, the more beloved you are to Allah, the greater and the intense the test and the calamity will be. As the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that a person is tested according to his faith. If there is strength and there is firmness in his faith, zida fil bala, the calamity will intensify. And if there is softness in his iman, in his face, there's like a bit of relaxation in his iman, in his faith, then the test will come uh, soft and easy. So this is the idea. You reflect over the lives of the prophets. Look at the life of Ibrahim. Calamity after calamity to the point where he is thrown in a fire. Look at the case of Yunus alayhi salam. Calamity after calamity to the point where he ends up in the belly of a whale. Like prisoned within the, in the belly of a whale. Look at the calamity of Yaqub. Loses his children. Loses Yusuf alayhi salam. A lost child for 20 plus years. Look at the case of Ayyub alayhi salam, a sickness of 18 years on bed. Not only that, but also he lost his children and he lost his wealth, he lost his businesses, his income, everything. Everything was gone. And the people ran away from him. No one wanted to come near him because they were afraid of a sickness and a disease that he had. Look at Hajar radiallahu anha. She had a newborn and she was to be in Mecca alone when her husband Ibrahim would go and she has to source some water and food for this child. Indeed, what a calamity. These are prophets of Allah that went through intense and great difficulties and calamities in life. So that's the first thing. When you go through a calamity, relax. The stories of the prophets that are in the Quran, that's one of their reasons. Their main reason is for you to reflect and to see if these were the most beloved of Allah's creation. And Allah has verified all of them. And he has praised all of them because they are mentioned in the Quran. And all of them are in the paradise. And all of them have earned Allah's pleasure. Look at how they lived their life. So if I want to be following the path of the prophets, then I better get ready. The tests are going to come. And so that's the first matter. The second thing is, 
evil thoughts and whispers will begin to come to you about Allah during a calamity. How do you dispel and how do you get rid of that? It is very important because the shaitan will take advantage during a time of calamity to distract you in your relationship with Allah. Shaitan will come and he'll cause you to doubt Allah He will tell you, why is Allah doing this to you? You're a believer. You're a Muslim. You believe in Allah. Why is Allah testing you? Therefore, Allah doesn't exist. Al-Iman, Al-Islam and all of this is a fabrication. Because if Allah was real, and if Allah did exist, how come he's not helping you out of your calamity? And so on from the garbage that a shaytan whispers to the believer. And the more you are a believer, the intense, the evil whispering of a shaytan would be. And so you need to learn at that very moment, you need to cut out the evil whispers of a shaytan. And you need to cut out bad thought in Allah during a calamity. How do you do this? With a tasbih. With a tasbih. A tasbih. Saying subhanallah and reflecting over its deep meaning. This will cut out the evil whispering of a shaytan upon you during a calamity. Lenna tasbih. It means a tanzih. To disassociate Allah from all negativity and from all imperfection and from all faults. That's what at tasbih is. And that's exactly what Yunus said when he was going through his calamity. When he was in the belly of the whale, he said, La ilaha illa anta subhanak. Subhanak. All perfection belongs to you. Oh Allah, you are perfect. What is he saying? In essence, in context, he is saying, Oh Allah, you are perfect. The fact that I'm in the belly of the whale, the fact that I'm in this calamity, this is not you oppressing me. This is not your injustice upon me. No. Subhanak. Allah is not unjust. Allah does not oppress anyone. Allah doesn't oppress anyone. No one at all. No Muslim, disbeliever, whoever it is, Allah doesn't oppress anyone at all. So this is how you cut out negative thoughts of Allah. You say, Subhanallah, Subhanallah, and you reflect that Subhanallah is you disassociating negative of Allah You're disassociating Allah from the fact that perhaps this could be Allah's oppression upon you. La Allah. You're saying, Subhanallah. Allah Azzawajal, he said in the Quran to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَلَقَدْ نَعْلَمُ أَنَّكَ يَضِيقُ صَدْرُكَ بِمَا يَقُولُونَ فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَكُمْ مِنَ السَّاجِدِينَ Allah Azzawajal, he said, indeed, O Messenger, we know أَنَّكَ يَضِيقُ صَدْرُكَ that your chest becomes tight. You fall into some emotional state because of what the disbelievers are saying about you. Because of the insult and abuse against you. So what do you do when you're feeling a calamity? When you're feeling tightness in the chest? Make tasbih of your Lord. This tasbih is going to cut out all evil thought of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is what you're supposed to rush to. Say subhanallah, subhanallah. 
And while you're saying subhanallah, you are thinking of the fact that Allah Azza wa is not oppressing me during this calamity. Rather, this is Allah's justice. This is Allah Azza wa being just. And this is rather the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the believer. Because when the believer goes through a calamity, this is Allah's mercy upon him. Through this calamity, Allah will purify you from your sins, from your wrongdoings, from your rebellion, from your transgression. Allah is purifying you. And through this calamity, you're earning hasanat while being patient. And through this calamity, your rank is rising with Allah Azza wa And through this calamity, your position in the paradise is being elevated. As the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, he said, there are some slaves of Allah that have a certain degree and a level in the paradise. They will not reach it through their good deeds. So your salat will never get you there. And your fasting and your sadaqah will never get you there. So Allah Azza wa Jal will bestow a calamity upon this person. And through your patience with this calamity, a person is then elevated to that rank and level in the paradise that Allah Azza wa Jal wanted for you. So this is the ID. This is the ID. Tasbih, subhanak, in a calamity, you say subhanallah, subhanallah, while understanding that you are disassociating Allah from every evil thought that is coming to your mind about Allah Azza wa Jal. Naam, this is important. During a calamity, you got to be thinking of Allah's name, Al-Alim. He is the all-knowledgeable, Al-Hakim, the all-wise. So whatever you're going through now is by Allah's knowledge and by Allah's perfect wisdom. All of this is happening for a reason you might not know. And that's the faith. You must believe that it is Allah who knows what you're going through and why you're going through it. And on the day of judgment, when you're when we're all in the paradise, we will understand why Allah sent these calamities upon us. And by Allah, when we're in the paradise and we understand why these calamities happened and how they cleansed us and purified us and earned us Allah's pleasure, you wouldn't have wanted your life to be anything different. You would want it exactly how Allah planned it for you. So that's the idea. You reflect over the stories of prophets and then you go through a tasbih and engage in plentiness of a tasbih. Subhanallah, 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 subhanallah. Now, and while of course understanding what it refers to, a tasbih is cutting out all evil thought of Allah from your mind. And then يعني, the last thing that I will share with you, otherwise there's many things, but from the important things is التهليل, to say لا إله إلا الله and to continue to repeat this word. Wallahi, wallahi, my brothers and sisters in Islam, لا إله إلا الله is medicine during a calamity. This is medicine during a calamity to say لا إله إلا الله like Yunus alayhi salam in the belly of the whale, he says, La ilaha illa ant. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he teaches, as in the hadith of Ibn Mas'ud, that the dua of the one who is in an intense calamity is to say, La ilaha illa Allah al-Halim al-Kareem. La ilaha illa Allah rabbul arshil azim. La ilaha illa Allah rabbul samawati wa rabbul ardi wa rabbul arshil kareem. These are, see, see this word? 
it contained la ilaha illallah this dhikr when nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam he teaches asma bint umais that when she experiences a calamity to say allah allah rabbi la ushriku bihi shay'a allah allah you are my lord and i do not associate partners with you that's la ilaha illallah when nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said the dua of al makrub the dua of the one who is in an intense calamity a calamity loss of health loss of wealth a divorce a loss of child whatever it is is to say the dua of his brother yunus which is again la ilaha illa ant subhanak inni kuntu min al-zalimin you notice that the majority of a dhikr and a dua that is to be said during a calamity all of them had la ilaha illa allah in them so these are powerful words to say during a calamity and they soften the pain of the calamity why because when you say la ilaha illa allah you are engaging and busying yourself with that which you are created for you and your heart and all your limbs were created to fulfill la ilaha illa allah so when you say la ilaha illa allah during a calamity you are doing what you are created for you will find peace and tranquility in that but if you ignore la ilaha illa allah during a calamity then your heart and your mind is going to be busy with the calamity and as a result your heart will remain in pain and in suffering and it will tremble and it will shake because you are focusing and paying attention on a matter which you are not created for so make sure when you're in a calamity that you pay a lot of attention to Allah azza wa jal and that Allah is the greater focus in your life more than your calamity and to focus on Allah more than your calamity is to continue to say la ilaha illa Allah you are reminded of your purpose when you say la ilaha illa Allah and when you continue to say la ilaha illa Allah the heart has found its purpose it begins to become tranquil and at peace your tranquil your, your calamity might stay there but the pain of the calamity will reduce in immensely because now you are focusing on what you are created for wallah azza said ala bi dhikrillah tatma'innu al-qulub isn't it by the remembrance of allah in which the hearts find tranquility and peace and the greatest dhikr of allah is la ilaha illa allah that's the quran that's the message of the quran is la ilaha illa allah so these are a few things that you want to be doing during a calamity and if you're able to do this reflect over the stories of the prophets at tasbih subhanallah understanding its meaning to cut out negative and evil thought of allah azza wa jal and la ilaha illa allah to bring calmness and stability to the heart then and only you will find stability during a calamity now we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to grant us firmness and steadfastness upon Iman and upon Islam, especially during calamities that we go through. And understand, my brothers and sisters in Islam, that the majority of people they lose their Iman and their belief in Allah when they go through a calamity. No one loses his Iman when things are good and times are easy, right? It's 
very easy to continue to say la ilaha illallah when things are good, when the account is uh, increasing, bank account is increasing, alhamdulillah you're healthy, children are healthy, wealthy, everyone is good. It's okay, it's easy to keep uh, your iman in, in, in correct order. But in a time of difficulty and calamity, it is very easy to lose your deen if you don't pay attention. So this is the solution that I wanted to bring to your uh, understanding and remain connected with Allah during a calamity. This is what will bring you ease and this is what will reduce the pain that you're currently in. And uh, this is how you earn Allah uh, pleasure and His mercy and turn to Allah and continue to ask Allah and to make dua to Allah because he's the one who sent this calamity upon you and it is only he who can remove this calamity away from you. No one else. Allah he said, No one. Allah said, no one other than Allah is able to remove the calamity if the one experiencing it was to turn to him. It is only Allah who will answer the one who is in a calamity and he will uh, alleviate and remove this calamity from him. We ask Allah to grant us proper iman. We ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove our calamities and to grant us immense reward for the calamities that we go through. And we ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to make the calamities we go through a source of purification and elevation for us. إنه ولي ذلك والقادر عليه وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين